You're listening to an On The Move Media Co. production. I really want women to also know that I'm a 61-year-old triathlete getting out there in her third uh, rendition of a career. And that is, it's always possible. It's, you know, Iron Man says anything is possible. It's always possible. That's how I feel. Um, and it, you really... We have to reinvent ourselves all the time as women, as wives or partners or parents or employers or employees. We're so good at it. We, we take ourselves for granted how good we are. You can, you can always change your mind and do something different and be something different if you wanna be. That was Liz Tremon. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. I am really psyched to introduce you to today's guest, Liz Tremon, fashion designer and founder of Rebel with a Kickstand. Liz is also a triathlon coach, a mother, wife, lawyer, and experienced triathlete. Rebel with a Kickstand is an all-new, super stylish and cool line of triathlon and lifestyle apparel to hit the race scene. Born from Liz's experience as a triathlete for the past decade, she was confronted by athletic wear and boring neutrals and standardized to men's bodies. Liz decided she wanted something more than the typical uniform. Uniquely qualified as an athlete and artist with a knack for business, Liz launched her own line, Rebel with a Kickstand. Today, Liz and I sync up about where it all began, her career, her many careers, how she got into triathlon, and what she's looking forward to, and where she's racing this summer. I hope you enjoy this conversation. It is incredibly inspiring and fun. We do get into the weeds towards the end about training and racing and triathlon and running and all those things, but it wouldn't be a Marnie on the Move conversation if we didn't. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to wherever you listen to your Apple podcast. Click on the Marnie on the Move podcast. Scroll all the way down to the last episode that you can find. Click on the five stars and then click on the very tiny letters that say leave a review and tell us what you love. Also, share this conversation on your social channels, in your feed, in your stories, in your reels, on LinkedIn, wherever you like to get social. Now, on to my conversation with Liz. Your collection, Rebel with a Kickstand, is so awesome for all of my athlete listeners and especially triathlete listeners, there's a hot new brand hitting the scene. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about Rebel with a kickstand, where it started, where the idea began. I have to say it has been a real labor of love. It's, I have always felt that triwear for women was a little lacking. There are some beautiful brands out there. um, And I love so many of them and have used so many of them because I've been a triathlete now for 11 years. I got started a little late in the game, Uh, but I really always had it in my mind 
what I want to try where to look like for me. Right. I, I'm a very, <laughs> have a lot of personality and I love color. <laughs> so I didn't feel that that was being women in particular were being well represented and our energy and our ethos, because we come as age group athletes, we come to triathlon a little differently from how men come to it. Right. Is my experience. And it's very, it's very, um, it's very personal. And most women are doing and being for others, but triathlon is something we do for ourselves. Sometimes one of the only things we do for ourselves. So I wanted it to be personal and to be fun and to be joyous. So I decided to start doodling and this is really, um, a labor of doodling and sharing my ideas and someone saying, you know, I think you should do it. I think you have some great ideas and finally believing in myself to go do it. And here we are. So talk to me about the collections you have try, you have triathlon running and swimming and also lifestyle design and apparel. So I'm trying to thread that needle of every day you get up to go work out and, you know, it could be in the dark, whether it's first thing in the morning before you go off to work or before you head out with your kids or before you go head out and be the person you are outside of training um, or after work in the dark. Um, You should have something that you love to put on, if nothing else, to inspire you that just makes you smile. And I really want it. That's, that's the driving force of my energy um, because I do love to train because it is something that is for me. And I also wanted to make things that are made for women, not just conversions of menswear. Um, and so the pad is a little more forgiving in, in the bike shorts for us. It's, you know, made for us, our equipment. Um, And the jerseys are made for us because we have breasts. And no matter how hard they they work out, they never have breasts like we do. Right, right. Yeah. You know, there are just some improvements that I try to make that are focused on us. The biggest improvement is like the design, like from the imagery and the patterns and the pops of color and sophisticated, I would say, like more modern sort of like hip, cool designs as opposed to like just stripes right like or graphics yeah like right, better graphics yeah I mean this is that's something thank you for mentioning that because and I am very very flattered because I love my designs I do like right. I love my dog I you know love my deck and it's and they're happy and I love color because I think color brings joy it makes you smile immediately yeah. Um, training's hard. Training is really hard and making time for yourself is really hard. Yeah. So uh, it, you should wear your joy as well as, in, and as well as experience it. So I love your bulldog logo. I, I don't think it's your logo, but it's like the side, it's like no, one it's, of the images that is through and through. Yeah. He's, he's my signature guy. I love him, but I have, you know, a whole bunch of, I have some gra- some things that are more, floating designs or right. my duck and it's not so much about um repetition it should be very personal for you um and even just my color i have a colorway that is this great kind of you know 
minty neony green with gray, which I love that combination. I just, you know, but you, I never saw it. Well, now you're going to see it. I have it. <laughs> so when did you launch, when did you launch Rebel with a kickstand? Oh my God. It's, you know, it's only been live for two weeks. Oh, wow. We had oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Hi. I love introducing people to like awesome talent at their beginning phases. And then five years from now, I'm going to be like, oh my God, I knew her when. Exactly. And we'll be chit-chatting then too. Yeah, I totally. It's, you know, we, it was a, it was a COVID thing. So I had one kid stranded in Australia. I had another adult child come home to live. And then I had my senior in high school. And I think designing uh, Triwear and dreaming up Rebel was an oasis for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, and it's been joyous. But, you know, we had to all live through COVID and having uh, supply chain issues and getting, getting our... Um, our samples and then sending our samples back because they weren't perfect and trying to make sure that they, you know, it's, we've had a lot of, um, stressors. Okay. It happens. At least you're not in like the bike business because that would suck. No kidding. kidding. I'm an endurance athlete. Four years. What does that mean? Yeah. (laughs) Just good training for the next four years, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, because it's a business I don't know. I'm a lawyer by training. Yeah, I was going to ask um, you. This is like your second sort of career, possibly like a side thing coming into like a full-time job. Yeah, I you know, so I made the natural transition from real estate attorney to triathlon coach. <laughs> That's an obvious one. Yeah, totally. Um, I just, uh, 10 years ago, I just, you know, I fell in love with Tri. And I really love helping other people fall in love with try and really fall in love with themselves. I love, you know, especially new people to the, um, to the sport because you don't know anything um, and you need so much encouragement and you need so much knowledge, but only so much knowledge because you can get overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm your girl. Yeah. And I, and I really, you know, I always say I'm like a rabbi um, for triathletes. Okay. Like people <laughs> come to you with their triathlon problems. Exactly. Exactly. But then, you know, as I got further into it as an age group athlete myself, I really wanted to create something for myself and for other women. I just, I got so bored of going to the, you know, the same sources and it just being right. But that was all we had. So now you have. So when did you get into triathlon? Like, and how did that start for you? Oh, that's a fun story. Well, it's a fun story for me. Yeah, I, I want to hear. My daughter was a competitive swimmer um, and decided she was not going to be a competitive swimmer in college. So she, she sort of left the pool and I asked her if I, she minded if I jumped in because I didn't want to tread on her territory. And she was like, have at it. I'm done. I'm hanging up my goggles. And so she went off to college and I decided I'll jump in the pool, I'll do some cross training because now I'm a yoga lena and I'm a cyclist. I gave up running 10 years ago. Now I'm going to get in the pool. And I started in a local Y and, you know, an adult class because I had not swum laps. Of course, I right. know how to swim. But the woman who was running the uh, Y class was a tri coach. And she said, you know, I bet you'd have a lot of fun with a try. You should try it. Yeah. I said, oh my God, 
no, no, I haven't run in 10 years. And just, just do a little baby try. So, you know, a couple months into swimming, I did a what I'm sure you understand is a sprint, a local sprint try, a lot of fun, very relaxed. But I was the second woman overall, and I got hardware. So I was off to the races. That's amazing. Wow. No, it was I mean, I, you know, Which so. Which one was it? Do you, was uh, it like flat? Was it in New York? I'm going to guess. It was, it was Sleepy Hollow. Oh, okay. So that's Westchester, we swam, right? Or where's Sleepy Hollow? Northern Westchester, exactly. That's a hard one. That's like a super well, choppy swim. It's a choppy, it's a Hudson swim and, you know, but it's, it's just a sprint and, you know, the, I mean, the, the run was so local that there was a cone that I was watching people go around, but then some people were going around. I was like, (laughs) I better, (laughs) I mean, it was a really local race and a great race that they, they do such a beautiful job every year. They treat, I think triathlon people who run and volunteer triathlons all these local triathlons are so amazing because they do a great job year in and year out you know they don't have the big sponsors but they have the big heart to you know be out cheering is that your local are you in westchester is that kind of where you're based well that's where i was for 25 years now i'm based in greenwich so that's that's how i got started in try you know you take home some hardware you do well you how do you say no and I was 49 at the time, and three years later, I did my first Ironman at 52. That was a huge experience out in Boulder with my entire family, and I was the fourth woman in my age group. That's amazing. It was amazing. Thank you. And I got to do it all in front of my family. Um, It's never a bad thing to look like a badass in front of your children since most of the time. You're not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Say no more. Because <laughs> that's exactly. really amazing. I mean, that's incredible. And I mean, this is like the most competitive age group in Ironman. Uh, or like the, honestly, yeah. It's a, it was, well, I think the, the 40s are, are, are pretty, are very, very competitive. Yeah. At the time, I was in my 50s. My, you know, I was in the, the middle of an age group, which is always fun. But I have to say, the women were amazing. Yeah. It was just I mean, so supportive and Boulder is, you know, basically the capital of triathlon. It's the capital. Yeah. I mean, you can't go there unless you're an athlete. Like they look at your passport and like your training peaks when you come in. (laughs) Exactly. Right. You can't come in. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it's very true. And I, the night before, um, Ironman, I met Miranda Carfrey out in, out for dinner and I was like, oh my God, this is such a good sign. (laughs) Uh, you know, she's, she's just, you know, she's Rennie. What else is there to say? I know you've spoken to her husband who is pretty badass himself. (laughs) Yeah. He's next level. And so what, so you've done more than one Ironman though, right? Like you've done a few now. Yes, I have. And, um, you know, I've, I really enjoy the distance. Unfortunately, um, in 2019, I had a, um, iliofemoral artery twisted. Um, I had some fibrous, so basically like a hose in my mm-hmm. femoral artery. Um, and I have a four and a half inch graft. So now I'm back to 70.3s. Okay. I'm, I will not commit uh, live to another Ironman full distance because my family might shoot me. Yeah. But I won't say I won't. <laughs> But I've been, you know, I've been doing very well at 70.3 distance. So maybe I just 
stay in my lane. All right, just dropping in here to give a shout out to our partners at UCAN. Are you tired of the spike and crash and GI distress that comes with sugar-based sports nutrition? It's time to give UCAN a try. UCAN utilizes steady-release carbs instead of sugar, so you don't feel the highs and lows in energy. It's been years since I've been able to use gels until I discovered UCAN Edge Energy Gels. When you're out training and racing for hours day after day, it's nice to have smart fueling options to boost your performance. Plus, they taste great, are the right consistency, and you don't need to chase them with water. My favorite flavor is pineapple. Also, UCAN's award-winning Edge Energy Gels last longer than other gels, less for you to carry. Top U.S. triathletes Olympian Katie Zafaris and Tim O'Donnell, along with marathon runners Emily Sisson, Sarah Hall, Emma Bates, Kira D'Amato, all rely on UCAN to fuel their training and recovery. Level up your race and training nutrition with UCAN. Go to UCAN.co slash Marnie to redeem your free, exclusive Edge sample pack. All you pay is shipping. And to save 20% off any UCAN products, head over to UCAN.co and use our code Marnie. Now, back to our conversation. I've never done a full Ironman. I do 70.3 and it's a very manageable distance for me because when I started, I was super into like getting and placing in my age group, but I have zero interest in like going to Kona because I can't swim. And therefore, even if I got in, I would drown in that swim. So I have zero interest. I like want to go there in a different capacity. And I've already done that bike ride. Like I went out to Hawaii. I rode to Javi. It's beautiful. But I'm not interested in the swim. So for me, I'm just having fun. And I do um, 70.3. But there are some amazing 70.3s. Like especially the one in Long Island, though, last year. I mean, that was epic. Were you there? Did you do that? I was not there. I had an athlete there. And of course, so, you know, I'm, tra- I'm stalking her as well as, you know, the 10 other people I knew there. And watching that race through a mother's eyes. Uh, so a friend of my, the woman I was helping get through this race, uh, her mom is a friend of mine. And so I was getting update, you know, live yeah. video updates and, it hurt to watch. It was such an epic battle of the elements. And I was so proud of everybody. I mean, friend or foe, I, you know, to battle out there. Were you there? I did it. I did, no, sir. I did it as a relay with my friend because I knew I'm from oh, Long Island. Like there's no are, way on the planet I was swimming in that ever. Like even oh. if it was a beautiful day I w- and I love Iron Man. And if they hear this, they know I love them because I'm doing some stuff with them tomorrow. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, there's no swimming for me in that Jones Beach area. I spend my life windsurfing there and it's never going to happen. Oh, come on. It was pr- the protected bay. You got that. My, um, I did it as a relay. I like I liked doing relays with people. Like as Tim <laughs> jokes around, I outsource the swim. Basically, I did the bike in the run. <laughs> Good for you. It was awesome, though. I have to say, and I still have no idea where it is now. Like, I still have – I probably – one of my dogs probably ate it. I still have the wristband because it was like a badge of survival. Like, forget the medal from the race. No, your your athlete wristband is, you know – it's, it's so you, it's only yours because it's got your number on it. That's it. You know, the finishing, the finishing medal is, 
like everybody else's, but I agree with you. I have all my risks. You do? Well, so I was going to say, like, even though I'm not really selling you on it, you should do it this year. You know, I'm not going to rule out a um, third race. You know, coming back from this um, injury, I've had a stent and an angioplasty subsequent to the original graft being put in. So, but I've, you know, I completed three, you know, 70.3s last, last season. And I've committed to two this season. And I really, I'd like to get a third in. And again, nobody quote me, um, but you know, my family and their, and their mental stability with regard to my safety. <laughs> yes. It's important, you know, cause they, they're very supportive uh, of my crazy. And because I do, I have to say, I love being there and look, I'm so competitive. I love going out there and pounding the pavement, but as soon as I'm across the finish line, I'm so it's, it's behind me. I'm watching people come in. I enjoy being, you know, at the awards and seeing people limping in, you know, yeah. four hours later to go, you know, to see, do I get a slot? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, and I love that everybody's got a story, Yeah, you know, when, online, picking up your packet, you know, waiting, whatever, however interminable that line is. Are you, you, what races are you signed up for this season? Ah, so I love Chattanooga 70.3. Okay. uh, And that's in May. And then in July, I'm signed up for Muscleman. It's the second time I'll be doing it, but I haven't done it as an Ironman race. I did it back in the day. So I Change the course a little bit, but it's, you know, Muscle Man is up in Geneva, New York, and it's a beautiful course, and they they do a spectacular job. But I would really recommend, you know, 70.3 Chattanooga. Nobody puts on Iron Man like Chattanooga. So I've done Muscle Man. No way. Were you there in 2019? That's when I was there. Not 2019. I think I started doing it the year I've done, maybe. I don't know. I'm, no, not the year. The year Iron Man bought it. That's when I went. So okay. the year Iron I Man started, I think it was 2020, if that's possible, 2021, 2022, 2023. I think 21, I think 20, they were all canceled. You know, that was March of 20. Okay, so maybe I've done it three times. I can't remember. I've done it like the last few summers. One, two years and- I swam. One year I did it as a relay. Another race, but this year I'm signed up and I'm doing it as, I'm doing it, just period, doing it. Like as a triathlete, not oh, as a relay. Great. Yeah. So we'll have to meet there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I as someone who doesn't love to swim, you should really look at Chattanooga. Okay. Down, down river. You know, the thing I don't yep. like about swimming is like when it's choppy. So I think I had this like false impression that a lake was flat and it's like <laughs> muscle man is one of those races where you get like halfway out and then all of a sudden it's choppy. So you think yes. that it's going to be flat and then you're like, oh my God, laundry machine. But I survived. <laughs> well, that, yeah. That won't happen in Chattanooga. I promise I you. I also heard Maine it's, is really, really good. Yes. I have I have been lured to Maine, but I'm not quite ready to get up there yet. Yeah. Um, I just – Muscle Man is a good enough drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from, uh, from where we are. So it's – but and I, and I really enjoyed Muscle Man. And, and truthfully, Muscle Man – was the race that I realized something was going on with my leg um, and didn't know what quite was going on. So I had to literally walk in the last 
five miles into second place and which just burned me <laughs> to no end. Yeah. But that was the beginning um, of my odyssey and by um, September of, of 2019 was when I was on the cardiovascular surgeon's uh, table. Wow. But it, but so I do have a little bit of um, to debt, a little bit of debt to pay back to Geneva. So I need to go back there healthy and, you know, well, give it my best. You better start doing some hill repeats because they changed the run. And literally, I've never had harder than Connecticut, 70.3 quasi. The hills, the hills. I mean, yeah. we're talking like 10 on a treadmill for half a mile. Damn. Well, and that's twice. I'm ready. Get ready. I'm I'm a little girl, so I love hills. So it's Funny. um <laughs> I'm little. <laughs> I'm, you know, that's I feel like, you know, the big girls don't love the hills, the little girls they like they like the hills cuz we don't have the power that the big girls have. We yeah. we don't have to drag as much around with us. I know. You know it all evens out. It all evens out. It does in the I mean, end cuz swimming, you know, you need to be. Yeah, you know it's a stronger. great. That's what I love yeah. about swimming. It's a, it's an equalizer though. There's nobody yeah. who's, you know, phenomenal at all three, and or yeah. or doesn't feel phenomenal at all three. And you know, I I have, I have to tell you, one of my favorite um, return to Ironman was at, in Chattanooga, and I'm lying down, I'm wait, waiting for the gun to go off, and there's a couple standing in front of me. And they're about 70 years old and they're holding hands That's and they're so going to jump in and do their last Ironman together. And like, here I am all in my head worried about, uh, you know, is my leg going to hold up? You know, this is, and you know what? They're just celebrating their joy of sport together. And yeah. that sort of took me out of my own head and reminded me, just go out there and have a good time. Yeah. Do your best, but go out there and have a good time. <laughs> it's a long summer. Were you, so you didn't have your, your line last summer, right? Like you, this is just no. all new. So, <sighs> you know, we got to so, rock your collection this summer. Oh, I'm, I listen tomorrow morning goes out to you right away. You get your kit, you know, all right, cool. I, honestly, it's, Last summer, I was hoping to launch, and again, we had supply chain issues, and you know, we wanted to make it perfect, or I wanted to make it perfect. Let me be honest, and I just we didn't get it off in time, and I'm glad we waited because it is perfect now, and it will be beautiful on so many different bodies. Yeah, I can't wait to see it there. That's how you do it, right? Is that kind of part of your plan with the collection? Is to kind of obviously you are going to start wearing it and find a couple of people also to wear it and represent while also trying to sell it simultaneously. <laughs> you betcha. I'm, you know, I've got my, my cache of uh, athletes and friends in the tri world who will not be able to wear anything, but from now on, yeah, <laughs> whether they like it or not, but you know, I think it's really important that people get genuine feedback, not just a paid influencer yeah. who, you know, oh, it looks great <laughs> it, because it feels great and it looks great and you're going to feel great in it. Yeah. Most importantly, you know, who's your target consumer? I am building that right now. And I have to be honest, 
it's, this is the most challenging part of this business for me because up until now I've had no social, no social media, huh. no Facebook, no Instagram, no nothing because I like living in my little hole and not everybody needs to know what I had for breakfast. I've been very, I've been a truant <laughs> with yeah. social media and now, you know, I have to, I want to, I want people to enjoy my brand and get it and I need to get it out there. So I have to get out there. Yeah. So here I am, <laughs> you That's know, great. and I really time so well I love you know I love Mandy I've been friends with her forever like I've known her yeah. since we're like 25 probably get out no so you've known her a minute yeah a long time I've been friendly for- like <laughs> yeah totally when we were babies we met oh my gosh me um, Mandy and, and her mom are yes. my partners in crime as you know and They've been hand-holding this 60, almost one-year-old through a brand new business, which I am so grateful for. I think I really want women to also know that I'm a 61-year-old triathlete getting out there in her third uh, rendition of a career, and that it's, it's always possible. It's, you know, Iron Man says anything is possible. It's always possible. That's how I feel. Um, and it, you really... We have to reinvent ourselves all the time as women, yeah. as wives or partners or parents or employers or employees. We're so good at it. We, we take ourselves for granted how good we are. You can. You can always change your mind and do something different and be something different if you want to be. Yeah. Now, are you still practicing law or are you... No. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I left the practice of law... About eight years ago, um, I decided I was in business with my mother. She was a real estate developer, so it was my job to keep her honest. Not a small task. Um, but when, <laughs> but when she when she passed, um, I decided it it was not what I wanted to do anymore. Yeah. And that's when I became a tri coach. As, as like I said, the natural transition. So you've been coaching for the last eight years. Yes, I have. And, you know, went through the whole Ironman um, university and, you know, it's the, the best university to coach or anything is, you know, real life, as you know. And I learn more from my athletes uh, and my coach um, than I do from anywhere else. They're great sources, really great sources. It's, it's so special to have these relationships. What are some of the big lessons that you take from triathlon into building your new business and launching this exciting collection? That is so easy. (laughs) I mean, first and foremost, endurance. Endurance, nothing happens overnight. You have to train those, those muscles that you've never trained before. You have to learn how to do things that you've never done before. And you have to be patient with yourself. You most importantly to be patient with yourself. Um, and, to be hungry. Don't be afraid to want. Don't be afraid to go out and get what it is, whether it's just to finish, not just, I shouldn't say just to finish. What right. I mean to say, I know that's your goal. Yeah. That's a great goal. And it, you, and go out and get it. If you want to be, you know, you want to be on that podium, all you can do is work for it. All, if you never try, you will never find out. And this little you know, Triwear lifestyle swim run brand was in my mind for so long and I had to try. 
And I really think, you know, I have the endurance and the patience and now a little wisdom to take with me (laughs) to see it succeed. That's amazing. And what about from all of your years practicing law and building a family and all the things that you've done, like what is like some of the, a lesson that you've learned that kind of is recurring in your life that maybe isn't from triathlon, but just like a great business lesson. Don't be afraid to rely on other people. I think we all think sometimes we've got to do everything. Yeah. Um, and my, my adult children, who are 23, almost 29, and almost 31, wow. yeah. are unbelievable supporters of mine through this four years of this odyssey. And, you know, my husband's been in finance for over 30 years. And, oh, my God, it finally came in handy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to, don't overlook the help that's around you. Yeah. You don't have to be an island and you should never be an island. That's these relationships, whether it be my partners, Karen and Mandy, or my children and my husband and my friends who had to see 700 drawings of mine and say, yeah, that's cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, but were kind enough to give me their time and their feedback. I, I couldn't have done it without them. Yeah, we can't. We can. We don't want to be here by ourselves. These relationships are the most important thing you have on this planet. That's amazing. That's such great advice. I think a lot of people have a hard time asking for help, and and I think women sometimes yeah get into their you know their own head. Well, I should be able to do it. Yeah, I should well, be able. Because we actually really do a lot by ourselves, and we exactly. are super strong people. So it's like our nature to like try to get everything done like right. within it our power. Be. Yeah. Right. I mean, we, I, I think in the last 10 years of my life, 50 to 60, the, the women in my life have been so empowering to me. Um, and I had a great role model as a mother. She's uh, an Olympic, you know, an Olympic fencer, and she was a developer and, a, you know, a real estate developer in a man's world. And, you know, she would be 96 today. Oh, so wow. she was way her time. Um, and we really should learn the lesson of relying on each other more yeah. because we have so much to give each other. If you're just open yourself up to it. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm so I'm super excited to meet you and like do all these races and see you out there and and represent yes! this summer. I know. Well, you're going to be representing at least at Muscle Man. Come yeah, on. totally. I'll be in like I'll be in your girl gang for Muscle Man. Yeah, okay. totally. Good. I'm un, I'm I mean I'm the slowest athlete out there. So if that's what you, I don't that care. That means I get more coverage. Yeah, you get I more coverage. I'm alone on the field. People can see me. Yeah. I don't believe that for a nanosecond. I know, I know. It's really hard to believe, but I don't know what happens to me, honestly. Like, I just get, like, so caught up in the scenery. And then I just, I don't know, like. I, have, I got a child like that, you know, like, oh. Yeah, no, wait, it's like ADD. Yeah, totally. I think this past summer was, like, my first summer, like, actually getting more dialed into training and racing. I think I was a little bit traumatized from the summer before, so I carry that 
bull crap with me to the next season. Mm. But last year, my racing and training was just kind of getting it done. But I feel like this year I'm ready to be more competitive and get out of my like head. You know, if you don't try, yeah, you'll never know. And the worst thing that happens is I've not finished a handful of races like DNF. That's, and you know what? That stings for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And really, and you know, your race is on Sunday, you've built it up and you've got to be there and you're going to do your best. And okay. You know what? I've had the worst thing happen to me. I've been carted off by an ambulance. Right. And you know what? On Monday morning, I woke up and I had to start the season all over again. So how, you know? how do you and stay about ahead of that with your health, right? Because it must be very scary for you to, yeah. yeah. I know. I, I, so it is, you know, it's not a calculated risk because I have, I have, a great working body and I'm so grateful yeah. to have a body that I do because I ask so much of it and I know that. And I, and I, the thing I've had to learn is to back off when your body sends that message to heed the message, you know, and in, with endurance training, you get in, you you can get into this mindset of more. Yeah. If I do more miles, I'll be faster, stronger, and better. And as we age, more isn't better. More quality is better. Right. You know, training smart and t- training smart, eating smart. Yeah. You know, nutrition is a, is a really important pillar, especially as we age. And sleep. I mean, I am the, I was the queen of, you know, getting by on four to five hours. Yeah. When that, that used to be cool, though. Now it's not. Right. Like and, 10 and years ago, it was like, oh, yeah, I only need four hours sleep. And, and I did. I mean, I was that way as a child. My father's yeah. the same way. My brother's the same way. My mother could sleep like a lot. None of us could sleep. But I have learned, uh, you know, to clean up my sleep act. It's not perfect, but it, it genuinely helps. And, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be a pro and, eat, you know, totally clean and be- and perfect. Um, have your glass of wine when you want it because yeah. that's what for. But... You know, if you really want to perform on race day, then think about, you know, that week or two weeks, you know, leading into that race. Eat a little cleaner. Get a little more sleep. Here's the thing. I think it's very helpful if you want to change your training and you want to change your approach, have another set of eyes. Have a coach. Yeah. You don't need the, you don't need the best, most expensive coach. But to be accountable to somebody else that you trust, yeah. who you trust knows what they're doing, whether it's through their experience or because um, you've heard from somebody else that they're a great coach yeah. and you, so you can trust that person. Um, ha- being accountable to somebody else and not having to make up your own training plan mm-hmm. is and just execute the work it takes a lot of um a lot of pressure off of yourself, actually. I agree. I love my coach. I, I you know, I got my certification, Ironman coaching oh, during the pandemic. Good. Because, of course. Because I was like, what else <laughs> am I going to do? And I'm already a yoga teacher. So, I mean, I'm not teaching anywhere, but I, I am now, actually. But I wasn't before. And I got it to coach myself. And also, I love learning. So, I didn't, I, I've been coaching myself, which is really like, to your point, not a good plan because I am absolutely not accountable to myself. 
but I've also had coaches who I'm equally not accountable to. So I've like, I put myself <laughs> like in a punishment zone where I'm not allowed to hire any coaches and I have to at least listen to myself. And if I can listen to myself, then I can graduate to listening to someone else because I've had the most amazing coaches on the planet. I love them all. They know who they are. And sometimes <laughs> I don't listen. And it's like, if I'm not going to listen, there's something else going on. So I've just been like, Wait, yeah. Have I coached no. you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Honestly, you know, that's, it's really hard to coach someone who disregards the work you've put yeah. in to make plan for them yeah. and you can't and it's because you all you want to do as a coach is help somebody right. realize that what their dream is and they're not doing their their fair share and I think the hardest thing and I'm sure all of your coaches know it's it's not personal yeah it's never it's very hard not to do personal yeah in the moment but of course I mean that's you know that's your responsibility to yourself yeah and that's why I shut that down like I was I had someone helping me and I'm like, listen, I'm just, I, I like, I can't stick to the plan. I, it's not my priority right now. It wasn't, it wasn't my priority last summer. And I was like super busy, but I feel like now this year, I haven't started training for anything. I mean, I'm training for some marathons, but that doesn't count. <laughs> well, it's, it's just a marathon. It's a little bit of cross-pollination. It's just a marathon. I mean, oh my goodness. I ran my first marathon was it six months after my second was born? And this was, you know, back in the dark ages, we didn't right. have garments. Right. We didn't have heart rate monitors. Um, we didn't have chips. <laughs> you know, well, we had, we had a chip, right. but it didn't track mile to mile. And, you know, I didn't, and I of course did not know that being postpartum, you know, anywhere from three to nine months you are carrying a little extra blood like yeah. it's you know now blood doping so I had this like amazing first race in New York and then I was like oh I'm going to be a marathon that's so funny <laughs> and then the following year to chip away like five minutes off of my you know newbie time took every ounce and every you know of strength that I had because I was not carrying any extra blood any longer <laughs> so marathoning became very different after yeah. that first marathon no it's really hard the training is hard and I'm doing some like Ooh. analysis of yeah well I'm noticing like I'm noticing I'm noticing my patterns and how I'm training so I have like an aggressive plan that I put together that's based on long runs and mileage mm -hmm. and how many times a week I can train. Like I've done, you know, I'm coaching myself famously. You've co you've crunched some numbers. Crunched some numbers and I'm like doing the things and I'm pretending that I have a coach, but then I'm noticing a pattern where I miss two sessions a week. So I have now decided I'm, I'm training for two, like I'm doing the Miami half marathon in, next week. Right. And so it was supposed to be like a longer run for me, but I'm only doing it as 13.1. So I had to like move some things around. So I'm in the, the second half, like I'm nine weeks out to this marathon um, that I'm training for. Oh, okay. So are you going to run the, are you going to race this half marathon no. or are you going to? I'm just running. You're going to run. Yeah. So I'm gonna, that was my question is more, I mean, of course you're capable of that 13.1, but the question to, to me is, can you go there and not race it? Like, really use it as a training run and not put that race effort in. I don't know. 
That's a hard one. <laughs> it's hard because I'm like a racehorse when it comes to like the 13.1 distance. You know, I'm going to start running and I can contain and do a negative split, but I'll want to go fast. So I have to kind of keep it as a training run or just go fast. If you end up you're feeling great and having a great day yeah. and you run really fast, just, you know, know that you've got to build in some more recovery the following week in those, you know, those one or two runs. I want to go back to your clothing line because I could talk about triathlon. I know we talked a lot about triathlon, but I want to make sure that all of my listeners need to go to your website. It's rebelwax.com, like R-E-B-E-L-W-A-K-S.com. And have some fun. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of color. It's a lot of whimsy. It's a lot of love for you guys. I really, I really want people to have joy, feel joy and find their joy if they, if they haven't found it or felt it yet, <laughs> because this, this is the way to go. Get it. Good fashion can really inspire you. Totally. Who wants to run in something drab? Who wants to get in the pool in a, you know, plain old black bathing suit? Yeah. <laughs> I won't, no brand bathing suit. You want something that makes you feel good and sexy and perfect and, you know, for yourself. Yeah. Perfection is you're feeling good about yourself, not any other ideal other than what you want for you. Well, I love your hoodies too. That's like for everyone. The hoodie is for everyone because it's, it's not that big blousey can't get in under a jacket hoodie. Right. It's it's a little you know it's a little shorter. It's a little trimmer, um, so you can get your winter jacket on over it without any problem whatsoever. I can tell you from personal experience. That's amazing. <laughs> it's working. People can buy the pieces from the collection online now. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Go get it. <laughs> it's ready to go. We every all of our inventory is in. In this part of the forest, okay, we have we have a warehouse full of our good stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. This has been super great. I can't wait to meet in person one of these days. Oh, morning! I am going to track you down no, at Muscle Man. Totally, definitely. And between now and then, you're going to get you know going to get a lot of swag to try Thanks again on. For tuning into Morning on the Move. Feedback. If you I like what feedback. you hear, leave us a five I'm, star you know, review in Apple Podcasts. I just follow so us I can take on yeah, social I mean, I am, I'm at Marnie on the Move for Facebook well, and Instagram. You know, Head just over to our website, marnieonthemove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events. just put the puppy back in his crate. She's... Uh, 10 weeks old. She's a Vizsla. She's oh, so sweet. Oh, those are so cute. Okay. She's sweet. Yeah. So I love dogs. So you have a schnauzer? Yeah. How long, How old is your schnauzer? She's 13, and I have an Australian Labradoodle mm. that's like seven. Oh, and I have a 10-year-old uh, white lab who's the best big brother. He's like, we thought for sure he was going to, you know, growl and, you know, not be into her at all. And he's so sweet That's cute. Her. That's so cute. That's really nice. That's awesome. All right, Liz, great talking to you and have a great rest of your day and weekend. Thank you as well to you and your schnauzer. All right, awesome. And your Australian doodle. (laughs) Cool. All right, be well. Okay, you too. Take care.